Hi, I'm Heather, and I teach women all about finding joy in the life you live, experiencing the Holy Spirit's powerful transformation in your marriage, and gaining the support of sisters in Christ, women just like you, to encourage you along the way. I made the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies that are fully rooted in scripture, psychology, stories, and inspiration to help you and your marriage blossom. If you're a woman of Christ seeking a happy, loving, sacred marriage, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hi there, Heather here. Welcome to the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuning in because this episode is a must for a healthy marriage and all relationships in your life for that matter. If you don't know what healthy boundaries are, or if you've struggled to establish your own boundaries, or even if you've established boundaries but they didn't work, this episode is for you. I understand the pain and frustration that you're feeling from broken boundaries or a boundaryless marriage because I was once there too. I get it. It feels like you're putting in all this work and effort only to be disrespected and have it caused your marriage to decline that little bit more each time. You're telling your husband what you need, Maybe that's to stop yelling at you or to stop coming home drunk or to clean up after himself or to get rid of his bad attitude or some other boundary that has been crossed. And you feel like he's just not listening to you. In fact, in reality, he really may not be listening and you may even be experiencing your situation getting worse because if you don't have boundaries or the boundaries that you do have aren't working, Your marriage is only going to get more painful and further away from the happy, loving marriage that you desire. Over time, you'll become more frustrated and hopelessness will begin to creep in for how you feel about your marriage. I'm not trying to scare you, but more so paint the picture about how important boundaries are in your marriage. Without boundaries or working boundaries, your marriage is on a path of gradual decline and love is not enough to sustain it. Today, I'm going to give you the two-step formula needed to create boundaries that work. Boundaries are not automatic, and they must be learned and practiced. If you keep on keeping on in the way that you know is not working, your marriage is only going to get worse. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you take the responsibility to establish your boundaries and enforce them, your marriage will improve. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how boundaries protect your love and can transform your marriage. We'll cover the two-step formula, which is first, to establish your boundaries, and second, enforce them. I'm going to go into detail about what is needed for you to take action on this formula to help you move your marriage from the path to divorce to the path toward a happy, loving marriage that is respectful of your needs and your love. You deserve to have freedom, happiness, joy, and love in your marriage. And taking action in your life is how you get there. And I'm going to be really transparent with you and share my own story of how I struggled with effective boundaries in my own marriage. It's not easy to share such honest stories in my own hardships, but I'm doing it because I want you to be able to learn from my own mistakes and prevent you from going through all the struggle that I went through in this area. 
I want you to succeed like I did in using boundaries effectively to transform your marriage to one that you'll be grateful for every day. So let's dig in. We cannot expect people to automatically know how to treat us. You may be operating by the golden rule, do unto others what others would have would do unto you, but not all people operate this way. And even those that do might not be so kind to themselves. We cannot assume everyone knows what your invisible boundaries are and that everyone is operating from the same frame of mind. That's not reality. If we want people to treat us well, we need to teach them what treating well looks like. If you don't establish boundaries, sooner or later, you'll get walked all over, feel taken advantage, or treated like half a human. In the early years of my life, I was thankfully surrounded by kind people that treated me well. But because of that, I didn't learn that I have to take responsibility to teach people what my boundaries are and then enforce them in my relationships. When my boundaries were eventually crossed, as they do inevitably for all people in life, I didn't know how to respond to it effectively. Boundaries are about setting the standard for the treatment we expect and deserve. They are not selfish. We have an obligation to let people know when they do something we don't like because the standard that you accept in your life is what you will receive. Our boundaries must be vocalized regardless of how someone may receive or interpret your stand. This is what makes it so challenging. How they feel about your vocalizing your boundaries is their responsibility. And your responsibility is to share that boundary. It's for the reason that defining and taking a stand for your boundaries is something that is learned and must be practiced. In a world where we value harmony and want to avoid any feelings that lead to discomfort, it's really easy to let your boundaries be crossed without saying anything. However, this easy path of avoidance most certainly leads to destruction. It's not fair to get mad at someone for crossing a boundary that you didn't establish. No one is a mind reader. These boundaries must be vocalized and taught so that others can learn what your expectations are. It is your responsibility to establish your boundaries and vocalize them. How someone responds to that and whether they respect it is up to them. It's especially important to have boundaries with the people you love, and this most certainly includes your marriage. People we love are the people we most easily bend over backwards for or feel obligated to erase boundaries for, that we may even feel guilt for having a boundary. These are the people's feelings we often put ahead of our own because of our love. Boundaries, however, are an act of love in themselves, and relationships thrive on healthy boundaries. Setting boundaries protects your love and allows it to flourish. It allows for relationships to be a give and a take, not one-sided. So take comfort and confidence in establishing your boundaries without guilt because it's for the good of all, for both you and your relationship. Let's read Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has had no control over his spirit. So the city without walls represents that lack of boundaries. 
and the city's brokenness represents the anger. Lack of boundaries and anger go hand in hand. The first most important boundary to establish in your marriage is universal. This is actually what I talked about in the last episode, episode four. Every person, you and your spouse included, are responsible for your own feelings, attitudes, behaviors, choices, limits, desires, thoughts, values, talents, and love. You alone are responsible for these things in yourself and your spouse is responsible for these things in himself. That is the first line to draw. Your spouse didn't make you do anything and you didn't make your spouse do anything. In Genesis, Adam took a bite of the apple that God commanded him not to eat. And when God asked him why he disobeyed, he said the woman, God, that you put him here with gave him an apple from the tree. So Adam was blaming his own actions of disobedience on someone else. And this is when sin entered the world. And this example repeats itself over and over again in boundaryless relationships. You are responsible for your own actions, feelings, and reactions, and your spouse for his. As I mentioned before, boundaries also exist for your protection. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus teaches us, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. We all set some sort of boundary to protect our home with doors that we lock and sometimes security systems that we set up. We enforce the protection of our home and we really must do the same with ourselves. In my own marriage, I had had enough. I had been married for years and while trying my best to be loving until it wrecked me emotionally. My husband had a long-standing problem with anger and his problem would make life unbearable for me. And for a reason that I couldn't understand at the time was that the frequency of his anger problems were erupting more and more often as the years went on. When we first started dating, his anger problem was unnoticeable, and as we got to know each other more, and as time went on, I experienced his unusually angry outbursts. At first, once in a year, then maybe every six months, and over a time just occurred more frequently. A simple request or an accident like dropping a dish could easily turn into an angry eruption going from zero to 100 in seconds. Every time we talked about it after he cooled down, he would apologize, agree to be better, and state that it was an area that he was working on within himself. But in reality, nothing changed except that this problem was becoming more frequent, moving from once a year to daily. Anything was eligible to set him off. Meanwhile, I was very adapting, loving, and would prefer to avoid conflict if possible. In general, when people were rude, I would try to become nicer and kinder and show them greater love. However, with these character traits, the problem was that my love was only giving him more and more permission to be unloving himself. I had continued to speak up about how his problems affected me and confronted him each time, but the response was still just apologies without changing. 
I had suggested multiple times that he seek outside help and that conversation usually turned angry and defensive. He didn't take my words to heart, really understand how his behavior was affecting me and change. His angry behaviors were becoming more and more pronounced and I really couldn't take it anymore. However, and thankfully through the Holy Spirit, I discovered that I did have a choice. I didn't have to continue to live that way in my home. As much as I wanted to be the one that had a happy, loving marriage and I wanted him to fix his anger issue, I had to be in touch with the truth that this problem was only getting bigger and that I deserved better. Through the strength of God, I finally gave my husband a choice to own his problem and take responsibility for it, which I made clear must include accepting outside help or that we would separate. Initially, he was too angry about this choice and did not believe that I would follow through. So I moved into the guest room to create the physical space that I needed and stood my ground. For the first time, the boundary that I was setting on his angry behavior actually had consequences. I had communicated before, but it was not in a way that was enforceable. And thankfully, he did make the decision for himself to get some help, and he really turned his life around and overcame his anger problem. It took a lot of time and a lot of growth within each of us, but we were able to reconcile and our marriage was saved. And it wasn't just saved, but it, with time, it blossomed into something miraculous. And I'm so grateful for the man that he has grown to be today. We are both on a path of growing individually, strengthening our weaknesses, and together in our marriage, he has become an incredible father. It's a journey that I'm really loving as a family. But the really important takeaway of the story and why I'm sharing it with you is that letting boundaries be crossed repeatedly without consequences does not lead to change. This change in our marriage was specifically because a limit and a consequence had been set to protect myself, my child, and my marriage from what was a destructive cycle that was spinning out of control. So as we covered earlier, it is your responsibility to establish your boundaries and vocalize them. How someone responds to that and whether they respect it is up to them. I love the way that Dr. Cloud puts it. Boundaries are not something you set on another person. Boundaries are about yourself. Remember, you can't control someone's actions, behaviors, but you can control those things for yourself. So in my own story, my behavior was a boundary on being exposed to my husband's angry outburst. And the boundary that I set was either that he seek help to change and overcome that so it doesn't occur in my, in my home anymore, or that I remove myself from the situation through separation. Okay, so there was a limit and I reacted to that boundary being crossed in a way that I had control over. So setting boundaries are all about your own self-control. It's one of the most powerful fruits of the spirit offered to us. For example, Telling your husband, you're not allowed to yell at me like that, is not a boundary that you can enforce because you are not in control of his behavior. What is within your control is setting a consequence to a boundary that is crossed. 
This is all about commitment to yourself and what you will do if someone crosses the boundary that you've already established. Using the same example, you might say something like, if you speak to me that way again, I will walk out of the room. And then you are responsible for using self-control to follow through on your words and your actions. This means in this example, if you're spoken to in that way, that you will walk out of the room. This means you're taking responsibility for making sure you're not spoken to in that way by taking that simple action. So one of the most important rules about establishing boundaries are that you create boundaries that are enforceable through yourself and that you have the self-control to follow through with. They only work if the boundary is in your own control because after all, and what we've been talking here today, is that the only person you control is yourself. And love thrives on this gift of self-control. And it starts with setting clear boundaries that are enforceable. For many years, I didn't understand this truth and I communicated my boundaries just like in that example. And even one morning during one of my husband's angry episodes, we were sitting downstairs at home working and he got some bad news at work that made him angry. He yelled and he threw his laptop across the room. It damaged part of our wood floor. And I was so irritated that he had damaged our nice floor and told him that he can't throw things when he's angry, that it's scary and it's destructive. And when he cooled off, he apologized and said that he will work on controlling his anger. But what I didn't do was set a consequence of what I would do if that boundary that I wanted to set was crossed again. I communicated what my boundary was and how it made me feel, but I didn't make it something that I had control over enforcing. And so we found ourselves in very similar situations many times until I really started to understand this truth about how to actually establish boundaries that I'm in control of. And for the longest time, I really was just vocalizing boundaries with my words and not with my actions. So it's really, really important that your boundaries have two requirements. First, vocalizing what that boundary is with your words. And then second, setting a consequence that you will follow through with on your own actions. We also know that a universal boundary needed in all relationships is that of personal responsibility for your own feelings, attitudes, behaviors, choices, limits, and thoughts. The second universal boundary needed for intimacy to thrive is truth. God's truth provides an important foundation for our lives. Proverbs tells us very clearly we are to tell the truth. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. And Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. This boundary of honesty means getting your yeses and your noes right. Not just saying what you think others want to hear, but being honest in what you truly need. We can't have a real relationship if we aren't being real with each other. This was an area that I needed to grow in. And if you're struggling here, again, check out episode four, where I talk through some of the most common false beliefs that we often operate by that could prevent, prevent you from getting your yeses and your noes right and crossing this universal boundary of truth that we all need in our relationships. 
In John chapter 8, verse 31 through 33, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This boundary extends beyond being truthful to others and includes being honest with yourself too. Telling yourself something that doesn't align with reality isn't being truthful with yourself. If you're not being honest with yourself, then you certainly are not able to be honest with others and you will experience lost intimacy in your relationships because relationships thrive on honesty and truth. This truth needs to exist both inside and outside of you. So now that you have the basic boundaries of responsibility and truth set as must-haves for a strong, happy marriage, I want you to begin thinking about what other boundaries are important to you beyond responsibility and truth. For those of you that struggle with boundaries, know that you are not alone. Stating what we need and not feeling bad, wrong, or guilty about it is something that those of us who are learning to develop healthy boundaries struggle with. It's okay to say what you need. And if your spouse tries to make you feel otherwise, remember that you are responsible for your feelings. And overcoming this feeling of guilt for asking what you need is part of your personal growth that will lead you to thrive. So you need to start trusting yourself. And what you can do is you can lean on the Holy Spirit to strengthen you and gain that self-trust. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking that you're asking for too much when you're putting a healthy boundary in place. Also think about putting boundaries in place on yourself that make you better too, not just in your relationships. For example, set a boundary with yourself to spend more time doing the things and being around the people who empower you and energize you and limit exposure to the things and the people that drain you. Think through what these personal boundaries and limits should be for yourself. Again, exercise your self-control. And also be reminded of the truth that you deserve better. You are worthy, and the best person that can give that to you is you and Jesus. I found a definition of love that I really love, no pun intended, Love is based on honesty and trust and involves a person being treated with dignity and respect. Love is a feeling of safety and security. Love is knowing where you stand and knowing the other person is on the same team as you. So if you're at a place where you're in a hurtful relationship with a spouse who's not willing to grow and change and take responsibility for himself and continues to do hurtful things, I want you to ask yourself these questions. I want you to ask, is this a one-time event or is this a pattern? Does your spouse have a pattern of acting in ways that minimize you or your concerns about things? Does your partner have sincere and full accountability for their problematic behavior or is it a continued struggle? Where is your line in the sand for deal-breaker behavior? What kind of changes would you need to see in order to stay? Asking these questions of yourself will help you define what your boundaries are and what you need in your marriage. Okay? So friends, that was a lot of heavy stuff to tackle for one day. The biggest takeaway is that we all need boundaries for everyone 
for everyone's benefit. It's part of a healthy relationship. So now it's time for you to take action on this two-step formula to one, take responsibility to establish and vocalize your boundaries, and two, to enforce your boundaries through self-control. Though easier said than done, the best things in life require effort. Without this effort and effective boundaries, your marriage is surely on the path to divorce. But if you do take action and put in the work, it has all the possibility in the world to course correct into a loving, joyful marriage. To have the marriage that God wants you to have and that you deserve to have. I know the helplessness and pain that you're feeling and I'm confident that these two steps will lead you out of it. Once you have a strong grasp of what these boundaries are for yourself and you've communicated them, it's one thing that can happen is that it's not uncommon that you find yourself with a boundary resistant spouse and your boundaries are not being honored still. If that does happen to you once you've taken these actions, uh, do not lose hope. Next week in episode six, I'm going to go deeper into how to enforce your boundaries when you have a boundary resistant spouse. We'll talk through the types of consequences that you can use to enforce your boundaries when you are in a hurtful relationship with a spouse that's unwilling to take responsibility for themselves. So today, just focus on establishing what your boundaries are. And next week, we'll go into deeper into how to enforce them and have consequences on them that you are in control over. So until then, please, please do spend some time reflecting on where you want to draw your lines. You have nothing to lose. You only stand to gain a thriving marriage from your effort. Remember the wisdom from Proverbs chapter 12, verse 28. Like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. So take control of your life and protect yourself and your marriage with healthy boundaries. I can't wait to see you next week. Same time, same place. Looking to dig in deeper to have a happy, loving, sacred marriage? Visit marriagegrace.com for more resources and tune in every Thursday for new, simple, actionable strategies to help you and your marriage blossom. Thanks for joining me on Marriage Grace with Heather. See you next time and God bless.